Welcome to Retirement Income Solutions with the team at Security First Asset Management. If you're concerned about having the right financial plan, then this is the show for you. Your hosts, Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith, are ready to listen to your questions, help you plan for the unexpected, and set you up to thrive in retirement. Here in Middle Georgia, they're the team to turn to for financial guidance so you can have more peace of mind. It's time for the show. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Listen. Plan. Thrive. Hello again. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith happen to be our local wealth advisors and financial coaches at Security First Asset Management. We're serving Middle Georgia, and we're available to you with offices in Dublin and Macon. And don't forget, you can check us out online at completetheplan.com, or you can find them on Facebook by searching Retirement Income Solutions. Here's the number you'll need to make that association. It is 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. And now on to another great day with Bill and Daniel. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, good morning. How good are morning, you, Steve? Man, Steve? It is another dynamite day in the neighborhood, and we're glad you're here to help us uh, secure that income for life that we've often talked about, because how else can you really have joy and security and feel good about everything if you're worried about how you're going to pay a bill tomorrow and what kind of income you've got coming in, right? That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Let's start out with the mailbag, as we usually do, uh, gentlemen, and get the question that's uh, been sent in by Beth, who's in Warner Robbins to kick it off. Beth writes, my parents bought a whole life insurance policy for my daughter when she was born, and we've been paying for that policy ever since they passed away. She's about to graduate college. Should we keep paying on this policy or not? By the way, it's not cheap. Well, Beth, that's a very good question. This is something we see pretty frequently. People like to buy whole life policies on kids and in fact, my parents did the same thing for me when I was younger, and as I, in the similar circumstance, graduated college, you got to make a decision. Uh, you know, do you want to continue to pay that premium? Typically, you're going to see you're buying more more insurance whenever you purchase more of the whole life policy premium. But the, the question really is, what's the face value? What's the purpose of the policy? You know, it's a very conservative investment vehicle. Interest rates are rather low now. You have to look at all the different factors and see what, what are we trying to accomplish. The circumstance may be you could take some of the cash value out, reinvest it elsewhere for a better return so you don't have to keep paying the premiums. Another possibility could be that it's paid up and you're just buying more insurance. You don't necessarily have to continue to pay it, all of which needs to be seen about on a statement. So we really need to take a look at where you're at on that before we could give you advice and see really what the purpose of the policy now is. It may have shifted, you know, as the original purchase was when she was a small child and and you guys were younger. So thanks for the question, and we'd really like to get more of the details. It's a very good question. Sometimes people own insurance that don't need to own it. Other times they have something they really need to keep. So we want to make sure of what you're going for before we give you advice on that. And that's all part of your lifetime uh, income blueprint uh, that you can have made up with Bill and uh, Daniel. So if you have questions about that, as Beth did, then uh, get your help by asking that question in person of Bill and Daniel. Now the fun fact of the week. And uh, Bill, you've studied about it uh, for the last six days, and you've been working painstakingly to give us something that uh, we could uh, really put into our toolbox here. What is it? Well, a fun fact or a funny fact? No, it's neither one of those. It's a fact. How about that? (laughs) All right. Positive or negative? 
got it. It's it's positive. It's very positive. Okay. It has to do with our health. Mm, okay. Shoot. Did you realize uh, that healthy people make 28% more money over their lifetimes than unhealthy people? It's um, hard to make money when you're lying in a hospital bed, isn't it? Yeah, or just don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, right. You right. know, it's, who's motivated to go out and work when you're not uh, feeling like it? So you're not. Yeah. You're not. So it speaks to the, I guess the the need for us to kind of take care of our health so that we can be productive and and enjoy life. Now, most people like to uh, think they always make decisions based on uh, logic and facts, and we were just talking about, you know, the uh, the emotions uh, when you don't feel like doing something, you usually don't, but the truth is that emotions usually play a role for all of us in the decision-making process, so what types of emotions do you find are likely to drive financial decisions? Uh, bad health, we just talked about, might be one of them. Well... You know, in general, there's two of them that come down to fear and greed. And generally, it's fear. That, that's the big driver. People procrastinate things they don't really have a good understanding of because it's not their core competency. And a lot of people generally, when it comes time to retirement planning and saving money, they have this fear that maybe they're not on track. And so because of that, no one likes to feel that negative emotion. So they'll wait. And they'll wait and they'll wait until it's a time to retire. And uh, a lot of times there's still things that can be done, though. There's always a way to improve your situation. The best thing to do is to not procrastinate, to, that when you know you need to see if you're on track, to take some sort of action right then instead of putting it off. Another time that you see is is greed. You know, right now account values are up, 401ks are up, and uh, people generally procrastinate when times are good, even though they need to do planning, not just have investments. There's a difference between having savings and having investments and having a written financial plan, and we believe in the latter. It takes the emotion out of it when things aren't so good, if you have a plan in place ahead of time. So we want to make sure that clients aren't motivated by fear and greed, that they feel confident and uh, can be in a good place emotionally with their plan. So fear and greed are some of the mistakes that uh, you've seen people make because of emotional decision-making. Are there, are there any others? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many are there? Those are the drivers. Okay. <laughs> By sure. But I think there's a commonality here, and Daniel's already pointed it out, and that's a lack of a, a strategy or a plan. We truly believe that absence of a, a strategy, when we talk about our money and, and our investments for our future, creates an emotional situation in our lives. We have found over the time, over years that – if we can have a plan in place that we understand and, and know why we're investing the way we're investing, we can start taking part of the emotion equation out of the, out of the situation. And when we do that, then we can stick to it because oftentimes we're out of the market when it starts getting bad and then we wait way too long to get back in. And right now, you know, we still have folks wanting to jump in now that haven't been in since 08. Hey, I think I need to be back in there. I'm not going to name names, but I had a conversation last week with somebody like that. I know I've missed out, so let me in now. So, you know, they're missed out because of the fear that took place back when they saw money evaporating, and now they want to be getting back in when we're at an all-time high. So. Absence of a of a plan is, is what makes the difference. Well, is or there presence of a plan? Is there ever an appropriate time to factor in emotions? And do you have an example of uh, maybe one that worked uh, for you or your clients? Time to factor in emotions is is prior to the emotional event. 
That's the point of having a plan is knowing that there's going to be these really emotional times in your life. There's going to be financial blind spots that that come when we're least expecting it. So an example would be the early death of a spouse or or the time to need long-term care. Those are emotional times. And it's better to have already had a, a written financial plan. And if people are emotional, you know, that has to be taken into account. Like if I'm speaking with someone and we're talking about their different investments that they have or different things they've done, and I get the sense that this is a really a person that gets anxious when, when times are bad, I'll factor that into the plan because, you know, we don't want you to make decisions based off that emotional response. We want you to stick to the the plan, and unless unless there's a circumstance that warrants going outside of the realm of a written plan, that rarely happens. The plan is the point of having a written plan is to keep us from making an emotional decision that would hurt us. Now, we've been discussing for the last few minutes uh, the importance of understanding the emotions of, of money and how we feel about our investments, and this is a common problem that all of us have. I mean, it's a very it's something serious to us when we see market values going down and. We get exuberant when they're going up, and we we want to we want to pull back when they're going bad. So you know you're not alone out there because I think everybody fits into this mold. So as we always talk about on our show, how important it is to have a, a lifetime income blueprint in place. We're offering again for all of our listeners today that opportunity to give us a call. Give us a call at eight hundred nine eight seven one four four three, and let's have the conversation at no cost or obligation. So if you saved at least a hundred thousand dollars and you don't have a plan in place, or you'd like to have someone take a look at what you're doing to see if it's better, if you're one of the next 10 callers over the next 15 minutes that have $100,000, give us a call today at 800-987-1443, and we'll sit down and help you put in place a plan, absolutely help you manage the emotions to money so that you can have a thriving retirement. That number again is 800-987-1443. 800-987-1443. When you put it in writing, you have that initial plan. But remember, too, it's important to be able to keep up with that, to have it monitored, and to have a discussion with your financial coaches to keep things crisp and on the right track. That number to call is 800-987-1443. To Security First Asset Management, 800 987 1443. As Daniel mentioned, the time to factor in emotions is before you have an event. So put it in writing and make sure that goes well for you at 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. This is Retirement Income Solutions. We're glad you've joined us. And there's a lot more to come with Bill Danner, Daniel Neesmith, and the folks at Security First Asset Management. What should be the number one concern if you're approaching retirement? Income planning. It means making sure that your money can support you and your family for the rest of your lives. Here in Middle Georgia, meet with the Security First Asset Management team by calling 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. It's getting to know you time. This is the portion of our program today where we get to know Bill Danner and Daniel D. Smith a little bit better. And you'll probably be glad we did. We're with Retirement Income Solutions. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve. And guys, as usual, um, part of the program, we try to 
kind of put you on the spot. We'd like to see what you're going to come up with. If you're ready, I'll I'll throw out this week's question to you. Oh, I don't know that I'm ready. You right. better get ready. It's going right. to be a good one. Well, in that case, Daniel answers first, and it gives you a chance, right? right? Hey, I like That's going first. That way he won't, say this. he won't say the same thing as me. <laughs> Daniel, if you had to live in a different state, what would it be? Well, you know, this is a, a tough question. I visited Hawaii once, and if I could have any, you know, it was the best climate I've ever ever seen. <laughs> you don't really get the 70-degree year-round, 75-degree year-round low humidity, tropical environment, too many places in the States. So I'm going to have to say Hawaii. In fact, I had a friend that moved there three years ago, and he's always posting on Facebook about how much he loves it, going to the beach with the kids after work, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I, would, I would have to say Hawaii would be my pick, unless you're just saying lower 48. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of folks who might pick that, too. Uh, however, if you want to go anywhere else, it's awful expensive and sure takes a long time if you want to go take a mountain vacation somewhere in Colorado, for sure. It's true. Now, yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. It would be expensive, wouldn't it? How about you, uh, Mr. Danner? Where would you go? You said state. Did you say state of mine or... State. <laughs> well, then it's a whole different question in that case and a whole different answer. How about just a different, different state here in America? A different state. Well, I'm going to say uh, if I were to live someplace six months out of the year and then six months uh, somewhere else, I'm perfectly happy in the state of Georgia. Uh, if I were going to spend perhaps maybe the summertime where it wasn't as humid and I could really have some nice, fun outdoor activities and be very involved in some of the things I like, like four-wheel cars and stuff, probably Colorado. Yeah. And you know a little bit about that, don't you, Steve? I do. You know, well, I know a little bit about several states because I've got to live in just about every section of the country. I've lived in nine states. And, uh, yeah. and my wife and I, were, it's funny, we were just talking about that yesterday. We thought, okay, if we could have another place to get away to, we have, you know, a place we can get away to at the beach, and uh, we live, uh, you know, in North Carolina. So I, I love North Carolina because uh, we love the ocean and we love the mountains. So I could see, why, say, Colorado, and that would be my other choice because it's the mountains and it's a, a different kind of, uh, you know, geography. And it's so much sure. so, so much fun to go out camping and, uh, you know, to be mm-hmm. out there in the wild. And, and we do have that here. However, I look to uh, North Carolina more for the beaches and Colorado more for the mountains. So I could see why you'd say that. Yeah, I and mean, just, I don't know, a couple months out of the year, that might be fun. Mm-hmm. I like the North Georgia mountains, too, and I, I like your area up there in the, in the corners. Yeah. North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia. That's some beautiful area up there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun roads to drive. It's nice to be able to uh, to have been in so many places to appreciate not only that the culture, the people, the thinking process. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all different you know, around the country, and and I love to have had that experience. And so, uh, why don't we just go in on something? <laughs> Let's do. And then we can share it. Okay. There you go. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. That's I love that story. It's always good to find out where else you might want to be. But uh, at the moment, we understand you're content, and we hope you are, too, listening to the Retirement Income Solutions here with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. Stay with us. There's more to come. Want to learn more about the team at Security First Asset Management? Visit our website, completetheplan.com. That's completetheplan.com. 
This is Retirement Income Solutions. Thank you for staying with us. Remember, you can reach Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith by calling 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. And during this segment, we are again going to prove to you why it's important to put your plan in writing. Listen, plan, and thrive with local wealth advisors at Security First Asset Management. We're serving middle Georgia, and we're going to answer another mailbag question now. This one comes from, let me see my notes. Uh, Randall in Macon writes, guys, I'm in my mid-50s, and I don't have much saved for retirement at all, but I own my own business, and I'm having a huge year. He draws out the word there. Best I've ever had by far. I'll have some big profits that I can invest for retirement. So my question is, where do I start? Well, thanks, Randall, for giving us a call. We don't really know how old you are or what type of a future your business might uh, have. And since you're having a huge year, congratulations. Uh, what are you doing differently this year than you were in the past? Or is it just the economic times? But uh, where do you start? Well, you need to sit down and have a plan in place. That's where you need to start. You may Maybe your retirement plan has been all along that you're going to sell your business. And that's okay. That's That's a great plan. But it may not be enough. It may not be sufficient for your income needs in retirement. So We'd encourage you to give us a call, Randall, and let's sit down and talk about having a discussion of where you are and, and what are your plans for the future. And in reality, what do you can you generate enough income when you sell your business to uh, to have a safe and secure retirement, or do you need to, to do something different? But to start with, with your huge profit, the only way we could tell you how to do something with that is understand holistically what you're trying to do. So we'd be happy to talk to you and uh, get you on track to have a firm and uh, clear picture of what you're going to be doing in the future, how are you going to utilize your business and, and your profits to, to secure a very secure f- future for yourself. You're going to have to create income in retirement because you're not going to have a pension. Now's a good time to start. It's never too late to start, no matter what age you are. Call Bill and Daniel at 800-987-1443. Guys, let's pretend like uh, building a retirement plan is like running a farm. That could, okay, we can pretend. Let's do it. That could be fun. What are Let's some? Do it. It'll be fun. What are some farm? Similar, I don't have a green thumb. I don't know. Like, I can't do anything with a farm. Well, can you, you make can any keep animals on the farm? Yeah, make some animal oh. noises, and that'll help us uh, get a little sound effects <laughs> into the program here. All right. What are some similarities, all in all seriousness, between farming and good retirement planning? And uh, here's one here: understanding liquid versus non-liquid assets. What do you think? All right, so so let's let's look at a, a farm. Let's let's first define what liquid and illiquid is. Liquid assets are things that are easily tradable for cash. Illiquid are, are assets that are more difficult, take more time to become cash ready, meaning having cash on hand. So if you have a farm, no matter what you're farming, you have certain assets. Let's say maybe you're farming crops, and and, and you've got corn. Well, the corn's worth something, but if your corn crop doesn't go well, you also have the value of the land. The hard asset is worth something as well. And uh, sometimes, you know, you may have to take out loans against the land or, or something of that nature. A portfolio can be looked at the same way. There's certain assets that are more stable in value, but the more stable the value is, generally the less liquid that it is. And everyone needs safety, liquidity, and return with their money to have it working for them. So much like the farmer has the land that's worth something that's that's generally always going to be there, it's probably smart to have some things in your portfolio that are stable, that are unlikely to lose value, that you can pull from when it's needed. 
I personally like to take income from the portion of the portfolio that's more stable and then have more growth-oriented things that are more long-term. So we want to think about it in that sense. It's a good idea to have some liquid, some illiquid investments that are more stable and some that are going to produce a higher return. Bill, on our retirement farm, how do we manage our chickens and our eggs? <laughs> if you're in the egg business, then you got to keep your chickens healthy, right? you got to feed them properly and make sure they have their vaccines or whatever is necessary so they keep producing. You've got to nurture your chickens. Let's just say, for example, that you weren't satisfied with just generating uh, revenue off of eggs and you wanted to get into the fried chicken business. Then you'd have to start killing off chickens, right? Well, if you killed off the chicken, that means the remaining chickens couldn't produce enough eggs. So over time, you're going to be killing off more chickens to fried chicken. You're going to have less egg production. So what does that mean in our, in our world? <laughs> People out there, I know a little bit about the chicken business, Steve. My dad was a chicken producer, an egg producer for years, and he, he had to... He had to make sure that his chickens were healthy because when they die off, he had less eggs. It's that simple. But he never really decided he wanted to be in the fried chicken business either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes we get kind of angsty and, you know, you know what? we got to try something different because, hey, you know, we got to make more money. Well, how does that relate to our world? There's a lot of strategies out there. There's been a strategy that's been in place for many, many years. It's called the 4% rule. It basically indicates that... Based on historical history, we can we can afford to take at least four percent of our portfolio per year in income, and uh, not spend our seed and uh, never outlive the money, and we can adjust it annually for inflation. Well, today most studies show us because of the low interest rate environment we're in, and because of the, the two major declines we had in the market in the last fifteen to sixteen years, that really a safer draw right now is around two percent. So as an example, if you need $40,000 off of a million-dollar portfolio, that's forty grand. that's 4%. But all of a sudden, if you, if you take four and you're not earning four, you're spending the chicken. And if you spend the chicken, then you're not going to have the ability to produce the 4%. So it's important to understand that some of those strategies will work, but in some environments, they don't work as well. So we need to understand what sequence of returns can do to our, our portfolio. And that's when we're taking more money out of the portfolio than the portfolio is earning. So we can kind of analyze the two back and forth, chicken and eggs. It's the same way with money. There's some rules that don't work as well in different environments. And we need to understand that. We need to have multiple strategies in place so that we can succeed. We are talking about your retirement farm. And uh, if you haven't uh, thought about it in that light before, uh, keep staying with us because it's even going to get more interesting. And you can call Bill and Daniel at 800-987-1443 and you can have your discussion. And hey, everything's going well with the chickens, guys. The chickens are healthy. You've got all your eggs uh, where they're supposed to be, making uh, continually uh, going. The production line's moving along. And, uh, you know, everything isn't always chickens and eggs because... Behind the, the, what do you call that, the chicken coop? There's always a fox, chicken coop. Yep. A chicken fox coop. or a weasel is waiting uh, for you. And mm, What do you think about the foxes and weasels? How do they uh, become part of our retirement farm, and what do we look out for? Those are things we don't want to become part of our farm, but they're, they're a reality. There's really no farm <laughs> that doesn't suffer the consequences of some kind of predator or the weather or something outside of our control. But in the financial world, there's things that seemingly sneak up on us like a fox would uh, and and steal things from us. For example, inflation steals buying power from our money over time. It's very sneaky and stealthy. You don't notice it at first, but over time, the purchasing power of our money goes down. 
just like a fox stealing the eggs, right? So we have to find ways, and we do find ways, to protect our clients' assets from that. We have to have some money growing faster than the inflation rate so we can give ourselves increased income in the future so we can continue to thrive in retirement. Another big one that can sneak up and catch us off guard is when the stock market crashes. And believe me, that's not the first thing on people's minds right now, nor was it the first thing on their minds in September of 2008 or September of 2001. No one is ever thinking today's the day the market's going to crash when it happens. The key is to have a plan in place before the market crash, just like you want to have a chicken coop nice and safe before the foxes get in there and start stealing your eggs and killing your chickens. you got to do it ahead of time. Good job, Daniel. I like that one. Well, thanks, Bill. Put the wall up, man. Protect it. Get out the shotgun. Do something. Protect (laughs) protect the daggum chickens and the eggs. Got to protect them. Got to protect them. Well, let's talk about those things that are uh, not, uh, you know, animals, but let's uh, talk about uh, the crops for a minute. I know I drive by a lot of farmland one part of the year. It's uh, cabbage, and the next part I see maybe there's corn in the same spot. Those farmers are diversifying, taking advantage, I would think, of the nutrients and what is in the ground to continue profitability. Now, diversity of crops must be important, too, in the financial world, right? It absolutely is. Um, Oftentimes, you know, these farmers, I, I... Sometimes I believe that they're some of the the best gamblers in, or worst gamblers, whatever there is in the world, because they really have a lot of faith in what they do, and I'm grateful for a good farmer. Otherwise, we'd, we would not have a lot to eat, would we? But they do diversify. Some of the risks they have, though, they can do the best they can in, in, in soil preservation and, and trying to maximize their crops. But what happens if if somebody out there develops a substitute to to corn? And what's going to happen to corn prices? What happens if the government were to put deep excess tax instead of supplementing farmers on the price of corn? What would happen to the sales of corn then? The profits would be diminished greatly. So that's an area. But how about if we have just a bunch of pestilence of some kind, even whether it be natural or even insects come in and eat up a bunch of crops? Well, you know, you're going to have some losses. So. When it comes to our money, uh, we have to be very careful as well. A lot of times, a lot of advisors, uh, and I think most individuals recognize the importance of diversification. But a lot of times, uh, we can agree on that, but a lot of times, people think diversification centers around simply buying stocks in many different companies and then having some bonds in the portfolio to help offset uh, the risk with that. However, what we believe in is true diversification, which is taking advantage of many different asset classes so that you have something, as we like to say around here, blooming all the time. So the importance is to diversify broadly in different types of asset classes so that you can help, kind of help with the storm that might come or the pestilence that might come along and the market's ups and downs so that you have something blooming all the time. Well, Bill and Daniel are retirement income certified professionals, national social security advisors. They are there for you no matter what your stage in life to begin your retirement plan, put it together, and uh, give you income through retirement. And guys, you know, I should have thought of this before when we were talking about the chickens and we were talking about the eggs in your retirement farm, but uh, every farm needs a good rooster. Every farm does need a good rooster. Is that, is that you? Can you have a farm without a rooster? I don't think it's possible. You know, yeah, I, where I live every morning, you can hear the roosters. Now, that doesn't mean I wake up when I hear them, but you can hear them. Well, that reminds, <laughs> so me, that reminds me of Kauai, Hawaii. 
Kauai. Yeah, they were, they're all over the place. Yeah, they woke yeah. me up every morning about three morning. o'clock. So, it, so you yeah. you gentlemen have to be the good rooster because you need, we have to be. You're, you're right now. You're attempting to wake everybody up who's sleeping in retirement plan. You know that's you a that's it. a good analogy. Somebody has to be there. In our opinion, if you're going to do it yourself, you at least need to know what are the warning signs that that something's not right and so kind of like the rooster will wake you up in the morning what we do for our clients is first we put a plan in place the lifetime income blueprint that helps tremendously when when turbulent times come when the fox tries to break into the hen house we already know what the plan will be and uh that's a, that's a step that many people haven't taken. Ninety percent of people do not have a written financial plan. We believe that it's imperative. Uh, how can you know what you're going to do under stressful circumstances if you don't have it planned out ahead of time? Knee-jerk reactions, emotional reactions generally aren't going to be the best response. Let us help you put a plan in place. We're passionate about helping our community being well prepared for their retirement. We think that it's important that you not procrastinate. We want to extend to you right now the opportunity to come in and sit down with us. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, for the next 10 callers that give us a call, we're going to sit down, we're going to review your situation and help put together what's called the Lifetime Income Blueprint so you'll feel confident about your retirement future. Call us at 800-987-1443. That's 1-800-987-1443. And we will sit down with you and make sure that you are on the path to having an enjoyable retirement. That number to call is 800 987 1443, that's 800 987 1443. You're the next 10 callers. You will have a no obligation lifetime income blueprint put together for you for free. That's 800 987 1443. 800 987 1443. You might have all your eggs in one basket. You could be more diversified than that. But either way, if you don't have a plan in writing, you probably don't know where you're at right now, and you may not know where you're going. And where you want to go is to a safe and secure retirement. Call Security First Asset Management at 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off any longer. You probably have listened to this program before, so we ask, what are you waiting for? 800-987-1443. We know you know what to do. Call 800-987-1443. Well, they're about the time for the program again today. Thanks, guys, for bringing us home to roost. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Retirement Income Solutions, the quacky way. (laughs) (laughs) So... On behalf There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Daniel. And this has been Retirement Income Solutions. I'm not quite sure how to end the program today, but I will remind you to call 800-987-1443. And thank you for listening. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities are registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Security First and Madison Avenue Securities are not affiliated entities.